Hello and welcome to the Conversation App Podcast, a show for geeks, artists and terrible people, episode 96. By my watch, my name is Liam, you'll meet my co-host Ben. In this episode, me and Ben talk about what has had the biggest influence on our sense of humour, so not necessarily our favourite comedians or favourite comedy shows, but what has influenced us the most. We're asked to choose someone to deliver our eulogy, we have to develop the best breakfast, and we ask... If money can't buy you happiness, what can? All this and much more on this episode of the Conversation Hat Podcast. Very quickly, I want to remind you that we have music out. The hat demanded that we release music, so we, you know, sort of had to. You can look up the Conversation Hat pretty much wherever you get your music, which in some cases is also where you get your podcasts. So if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple or Amazon, you can use that same app to go and find the Conversation Hat mixtape number one and uh listen to all the tracks you can add them to playlists you could do both of those things uh repeatedly forever that'd be very helpful all right let's get on with the episode the conversation hat podcast shall we just ladies and gentlemen oh okay welcome to the conversation hat podcast (gasps) a podcast for Artist, geek, terrible people, and possibly you, if you do not fall under any of those categories, you soon will, by continuing to listen to me, Ben, and he, Liam. Say hello, he, Liam. I like the idea of a me, Ben. It sounds like a personal electronic device. He, Liam, sounds like a bad It makes your voice go funny. Yes, it does. Yep, they put balloons in that, and then the balloons go away. That's how much they hate being filled with helium. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? Um, you know, uh, better to not be filled with helium. That's how I feel. Ben, I've been doing oh. a writing course. I say, oh. I say doing. I've been doing, like, several courses. I've been really nailing this whole life thing, uh, this whole freelance He's going to learn to read soon. It's going really well for me. Well, I can write, so I feel like that's half the trouble. Uh, pretty yeah. soon I'll have something worth reading. Um, I'm on day two of this writing course, and it's um, by the end of the week, you, the, the promise is that you'll have enough to start writing a novel. And I'm like, okay, I, I definitely sound like the sort of person that should have a, a novel in the works or a screenplay or something like that. 100%. Yeah, right. It just There's something about that makes perfect sense. So I've been, I've been doing this course, and yesterday the, the task for the day was to work out the time slots that I was going to work on this course for the rest of the week. And I was like, wow, this is very low effort. I'm into it. Today's task was to uh, to read a little bit about, um, uh, not really story structure, but like story structure in its most basic form, which is about change, about you have a character and that character wants something or they want change. And then by the end of the story, they, they have achieved change, either in the way they expected or in another way and they are different because of it. Um, Some friends become enemies, some enemies become friends. Sure. And sometimes it's about the friends we make along the way, or all that kind of stuff. So Yeah, turns uh, out the journey was inside us the whole time. The journey was inside us the whole time. So I I came up with uh, a character... I came out with some uh, some goals, and I basically have the start point and the end point of my novel. Are you ready to hear my, the outline of my novel? Wait. Yeah, just clench. Wait. And then unclench. Wait. Think of your country. Think of a different... So ready. Okay. So we start. Uh, Dr. Beef is a medical practitioner. 
He works in podiatry, uh, but he feels like it's lowly work working on feet all day. He didn't spend three years at Heal State University just to end up at pain and swelling, where all the nurses think he's lazy and the other podiatrists think he's weird for not having a foot fetish. His partner likes the lifestyle they have and is reluctant to change, but Beef wants to move up in the world. What if he became a brain surgeon? So at the end of the novel, he just, we just brush over the, the middle. It's fair. That's we don't it. need we, it. It's we, just we, butter and egg. We don't need it. There's no point. No point. Just to start, the first page, last page, that's all you need in the story. The best bit of every sandwich is the bread. 100%. Uh, so by the end, Beef spent time studying various forms of medicine, struggling through brain surgery, psychiatry, aromatherapy, etc. Each presented a unique set of challenges he was able to overcome. Each challenge taught him something about... Uh, excuse me, each challenge taught him something new until finally he was able to accept that time spent practicing his skill set was the most valuable experience of all. Maybe. Oh, no, hang on. What does that mean? Each <laughs> Once again, Liam me. is sure his writing isn't bad. Yeah, I'm pretty sure about this. I'm pretty sure I'm nailing this whole thing. I just can't read. Worst, th worst thing is, it's typed. <laughs> Yes, but I'm having to like go back and forth on a on a phone because it's it's a oh, screen. Oh, it is actually typed. I was it, being yeah. I was being. Facetious. No, it is. It is typed, but it's a screen. It's a photo of a screenshot. So it's I'm having okay. to sort of go back and forth a little bit. <laughs> Each challenge taught him something new until finally he was able to accept that the time spent practicing his skill set was the most valuable experience of all. Beef is able to open up their own medical practice specialising in ankle-related grievances. He's moved up in the world by becoming his own boss. His partner has an even more comfortable lifestyle and is working on ankles now, which is slightly higher up than feet, and that's the fucking joke, I guess. He's moved I up mean, in the world, Ben. He, yeah, I got you, fixated the, by that one phrase, and that's yeah, the novel. And you, I mean, the thing is, you made the joke twice at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'd only make it once if I were you. That's not the novel. I need to be clear. That's an outline. Okay. But <laughs> if, gonna... if the whole thing is building up to the, oh, he was a podiatrist, now he specialises in ankles, he's moved up in the world. Yeah. His partner also shouldn't have probably moved up in the world to do ankles. Ha <laughs> ha. Up. That's not what I said, but I, I broadly acknowledge what you're saying there is. It's been recorded. No, beat the good. Dead dog I... Horse. I mean, just don't do it twice. It was a free it course. Was a, it was funny. It was this, good. This it course was cool. is free. <laughs> well, then I blame the money that you didn't spend on the course rather than the joke you did twice. I like it. Mm, I would you. be interested to see the, uh, you know, the troubles, the, mm -hmm. uh, the, uh, the what, what is it they call the middle. <laughs> no, the story bit, the bit where the plot is. Well, there's the, the status quo is established uh -huh. and then it is challenged and then it is resolved in one way or another. That's your basic story structure. I look forward to seeing the challenges that are pre presented to Dr. Beef and how he meets his partner. Ah. Is it a he? I think you said he. I think Dr. Beef is a he. I, I write what I know, and what I know is men telling me authoritatively what's wrong with my body. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. <laughs> the, just what happened. Something just occurred to me. I've I I've liked the band Status Quo for most of my life, and um, it's just occurred to me that they they do very much play the same three chords over and over again. And any time they uh, go, they they move out of the the blues rock shuffle. People are like, just go back to the thing you're good at, please. And I wonder if that's why. I wonder if that was on purpose. 
They were on a lot of cocaine, so I imagine probably not. Um, I mean, this is isn't? not this is not the storytelling cocaine podcast. Um, if it was, we would be doing badly. We would be talking a lot faster. Or don't take drugs. Depends on how much cocaine we've had. Don't take too many drugs. That's don't my... take too much of anything. Yes, too much water will too kill mu- you. Don't take too much cocaine. No, not too much exercise. Too much water. That's just drowning. Um, Ben. Too what? much food. Gluttony. What's the whole point of this podcast, Ben? Uh, we pull questions out of a hat that may or may not be a demonic multiverse standing entity. I think it is. And then we see what it says, and that's the whole point of this podcast. Shall we do it? There's probably there's probably a jingle or something that says that. A jingle. What is this? A music show? Or the fucking Christmas? I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that again without spitting. What is this fucking Christmas? Yes. Ah. It's nearly bloody Christmas. Uh, okay, I have a post-it here. I mean we've passed Halloween. Yeah. It is Christmas. Pull a question out the hat and then say what it says. That's the whole point of this podcast. What has been the biggest influence on your sense of humour? TV series? Film? Comedian? Presumably on the kind of jokes we tell, the things we find funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, it's The Simpsons. Like, absolutely, without a doubt. Um, yeah? I think so. Like, there's... I think overall, probably, like there's um, th- there's individual shows and like sketches and stuff that that are things that I repeat to Laura like nonstop. Like there's the um, bit of bits of Fry and Laurie, like uh, where the the two where, where Fry and Laurie are opposite ends of a table in a very nice uh, house and they're playing a posh couple and they're yelling at each other and they can't hear each other. Pass for the marmalade. Fart the hit parade. Pass the mm-hmm. marmalade. I will not smile at Les Dennis. Like, like that kind of thing comes up all the yeah. time. Um, so, so that was obviously a big deal. Um, stuff like Auntie Donna. I'm still trying to work out. <laughs> I don't know why this is funny. And then replicate. But like long term, the stuff that has had like the biggest impact on like my entire life is uh, The Simpsons. I think like maybe two or three times a day. I referenced The okay. Simpsons out loud, and ever since like Dune, the new Dune film came out, all I can hear to myself is groundskeeper Willie singing to himself. If you're alone and you're feeling lonely, you can always go ah Dune tune. <laughs> <laughs> That's just been in my head nonstop. Um, what well, about you? Ben? Have you seen? Have you seen the new Dune? I've not I, read any of the books or seen the old Dune. It means I remember the big anus worm mm-hmm. from pop culture, but that's that's all I know. I I've not read the books because they are there are so very many of them. We saw I, I saw the original Dune film ages ago, not that I remembered it. And then I think when we realised there was the new Dune film being made, we me and Laura sort of said, "Oh, let's watch." original dune like properly sit down and watch it fuck me don't bother it's no it's hard to follow and sting is in it is it one of those because was it 80s is it an 80s long film yeah even yeah. though they're only like an hour and a half at max yeah. it feels like all day yeah 
it's got real sort of um, never-ending story energy in that never-ending story. When it ended, you were like, I could have done with a bit more. But this one was like, mm, no, I really wish it had stopped already. Um, which this story had an ending. Yes. I And it's sort of hard to follow what's going on as well. I understand that the books are slightly better than that original film. Uh, what I sincerely hope is this cinema experience that I've paid for is slightly better than the film. Like, I'll settle for slightly better and shorter. We can but dream. I can but dream. What about you? What's had the biggest influence on you? Um... Now, I feel that this is quite close to what's your favourite comedians or any, or anything like that, which we it have discussed be. before. But I think what's genuinely influenced me hmm. more than what is necessarily my favourite, even though they do sort of overlap, hmm. stand-up-wise, Lee Evans. Sure. I have yeah. seen every stand-up show Lee Evans has ever done that's been put to DVD or VHS. Very good. Some of them many, many times. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw the bit that he was... Where he was talking about the suction on an aeroplane toilet. Yeah, yes. And if you, you need to make sure that you're stood up, because if you press that button, then <laughs> he just makes this noise. Your organs go... Boom! Ah! Yeah. My kidneys have just gone down that hole! <laughs> And I remember crying... That was the first time I think I remember ever crying with laughter. Mm. Seeing Lee Evans try to retrieve his kidneys yeah. from an aeroplane toilet, putting his kidney in his pocket <laughs> because yes. he didn't know what else to do. Yes. And it was... That will stay with me till the day I die, I Incredible. think. Um, I would also say Only Fools and Horses. Oh, yeah. Big part of my childhood growing up. Um, I think till I was in my late t up until the last episode that was released because it got to a point where they didn't do seasons anymore every mm. one every year or so they would do a special yeah. hour hour and a half long episode and I was watching those whenever they came out on BBC and any time it was on I would watch that again I had all the DVDs I had the specials on DVDs, I had the two-parters on DVD, meaning that I had several episodes multiple times on DVD. Yeah. I would watch it when I was ill, I would watch it when I was happy, when I was bored, and it, again, would just make me laugh, even at bits that I didn't understand yeah. then. And I know, the same with all old comedy, there's stuff then that's not okay now. Yeah, sure, yeah. But it wasn't, without getting, without, at risk of getting into a thing, it wasn't offensive then, or it right. wasn't, it wasn't, you can't do this then. It, there, there wasn't malicious intent as far as, in at least the way that my young brain yes. saw it. It was just funny, it was a laugh. I mean, it's just that thing that culture's moved on, hasn't it? There, there are words we use yeah. now that would just... There are words, excuse me, there are words we can't use now that were just part of your vernacular back then. That's just how it was. And because one we, didn't we're not know trying to censor that or remove it. We, that we're, like, having laughed at that in the past, that it's not a bad thing. We just, just... Things have moved. Don't worry about it. Sure. Stop, stop yeah. worrying about the past. It's in the past. It can't hurt you anymore. It is. Yeah. Can't do shit. Yeah. Clouds have moved over you. It's yes. fine. Just it's all good. Look at the pretty shapes and 
Move water on. under the bridge, etc. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I would say that was particularly with the daft comedy and I, my, me and my auntie Tracy still call each other tarts and plonkers ah. <laughs> because because of that show. Yeah, and I'm going to say weirdly one. Oh, no, I was going to say My Parents Are Aliens, the kids' TV show, but I'm going to fully lean into SMTV Live. Yeah, of course. Yeah. The chaotic, manic energy that you, you could not get away with making SMTV Live now. Mm. If anyone doesn't know about it, uh, there, there was a documentary about it last year because I think it was something like almost... Something bananas, like 20 years since it had stopped. Yeah. It would have celebrities on there just having a laugh at themselves. The presenters would do quizzes with children. Where if the present... They they had Challenger Ant, where Ant McParklin would have to answer questions... And a child would have to answer questions. If Ant won, he would not hold back. He wouldn't be like, oh, I I, I will get this question wrong so the child may win a prize. <laughs> if he knew the answer, he didn't care. I'm winning this. <laughs> I want to win. And when he won, he would get up in the child's face, scream, yes, yes, and do like a victory lap of the studio. <laughs> they would have a show called Wonky Donkey, so like it was a there was a toy donkey with three legs. It was a wonky donkey. I get it. They would bring out an animal that would have a trait that would rhyme. Like I think there was a kitten that would be like, "I really like you. You're my favorite person." A smitten kitten. Yeah, of course. Kids would have 10 seconds on the phone to guess what it was. And whilst they if they got it wrong, they normally did. The presenters would be screaming at the show. At screaming down the phone at them, saying, you're wrong, you're an idiot, turn up your telly, don't call in unless you've got a proper guess. One time, they overheard someone's mum in the background saying suggestions, they went, who's that? Who is it? That's your mum, put her on the phone, what are you saying? And they gave the answer, no, that's wrong, you're thick and your mum is as well, turn up your telly, don't ring in next time. I would it love was, to. Do, you could not make this stuff now. I would love and to I do think that. It was just, just on the straight cusp. up, straight out, just cuss the kids out. <laughs> just be really, really unnecessary. Um, well, they yeah. were, but it was, but it wasn't. Again, it was, it was just anarchic comedy, and yeah. I loved it. And th- yeah, those will be the only fools and horses. Lee Evans, SMTV Live. That, probably the the core comedy components that I've kept. That makes total sense. I am um, thinking back to when you were saying like the first thing that made you like properly like lose control laughing. I think mine might have been Billy Connolly, and I realised that like my comedy as a kid, what I was into comedy wise was probably like a little outdated because I inherited a bunch of uh, Goon Show and Hancock's Half Hour from my dad's dad. So like sure. that that's what I would listen to, like the same four episodes of the Goon Show, like on repeat. Um so I think that kind of early on informed a lot of my sense of humour and then it kind of developed into the Simpsons like um 
in my sort of teenage years. But I all, all the stuff like SMTV and like all of that kind of just passed me by for some reason. Uh, like I have like these weird blind spots for um, culture for stuff that I should have been into when I was a kid. <laughs> just culture. Like, yeah, pretty much. Um, like all of the stuff that was designed for me as a teenager, I just wasn't interested in. Because uh, that's the kind of teenager I was. If, if it was made for me, I was not interested. Conversation hat. <laughs> okay. Uh, keeping it light right here. Um, oh, dear. <laughs> uh, this question was sent in by Disappointed Dragon, one of our wonderful patrons. Uh, hey, who is also Dragon. on our Discord server. You can come hang out on the Discord server. It's a cool place to be. If you make stuff, I want to see the stuff you make. Show me the things. Show, show me your stuff. Show me your goddamn stuff. Which real or fictional person would you want to deliver your eulogy? Thank you, Disappointed Dragon. Oh, I mean... So, because it said real or fictional, do we also assume that the person is alive to do it? I mean, two, two, of, two of the first things that came into my head. One person is dead. One person is not dead. Yeah. I'm going to put some more thought into this, but the two that sprung immediately to mind were John Cleese. Mm-hmm. Um, purely because of Graham Chapman's eulogy. Um, right. And I remember, I will paraphrase slightly, that because um, Graham Chapman wrote the eulogy to be read by John Cleese. <sighs> right. So, so before he died, he wrote this. And it's something along the lines of... Because uh, it was televised. I think mm. he said, John, I think that you... Uh, you, you, as I had the privilege to say bugger first before the watershed, it's only right that you, during a televised eulogy, should be the first person to say fuck. <laughs> okay. And I thought that was pretty damn good. Yeah. So if they're writing it as well... Oh, no, I suppose if they're writing it as well, I would want Graham Chapman, who is dead and yes. the other just popped into my head would be spike milligan oh yeah possibly the greatest comedian ever based on just the few facts that i know about him the mm. two predominant ones are when he met prince philip the husband of the queen the dead one now also deceased yes um even Spike Milligan was being given an award and he shook the hand of Prince Philip. Bobbins. Prince Bobbins. Of the Queen's husband. <laughs> shook hands and went, ah, oh, wow. What a fantastic honour it must be for you to meet me. <laughs> yes. And that, that's, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> you I can't deny that that's yeah. good. And also on his gravestone... The gravestone, has, of course. He has written, I told you I was ill. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Just, which is just fantastic gallows humour. So I think either, yeah. of those, either of those were the first that popped into my mind because they've done damn good work in the past. It's How about it's, you? What, what's what your... Well, it's tricky, isn't it? Because I, I think, 
like the um the the thing with eulogies right that well number one is that you're dead so none of it matters um just like the rest of my life um (laughs) (laughs) so i've been doing a lot of self-reflection recently end as you mean Mm. and end as you went yeah uh do as you're doing um the, the the thing really is that like you you're supposed to have someone who like you you like i wonder if you can like use the eulogy as like a form of revenge so someone that's like really like who who i'm gonna get to do my eulogy is who whoever's pissed me off the most recently and i haven't really decided what the eulogy is going to be but it's going to be something like um oh i i wish i wish i hadn't have um killed that fit told Liam that he was slightly parking over his over my side of the lawn uh I wish I could take that back I wish he wasn't dead I fully acknowledge that I'm the reason he's dead um I wish I could t- just like whatever what it is parking my, mishap I don't know Did I can't you? even drive that's the main problem um just w- whatever it is oh I I um I really regret making Liam pay for a bag at the Tesco's I work in I wish I could take that back. Um, Give him that 10p. Yeah, here's the 10p back. <laughs> um, I hope I don't get fired for killing a customer. Like, yeah, just whoever's most recently annoyed me, I think. Okay. Um, this, uh, this this does have the um, the bonus that whenever I'm annoyed about something, I get to really dwell on it for a bit and write a new eulogy because I'm going to be dwelling on it anyway because of who I am like whatever happens to me if it's a minor inconvenience or if it's something really embarrassing or mildly inconvenient I will be thinking about it for weeks so I may as well use all that energy to write a new eulogy every time uh, and then I can publish it as like a, a posthumous book of uh, various eulogies so it will basically just be like a manual of who ticked me off as a pensioner okay. not that I get to retire but like from my 70th year onwards here are the people that have pissed me off every week it's like a a dwarven grudge book (laughs) (laughs) i think i misunderstood because i i went for people who i would want to write my eulogy yes um reading i don't know if i care that much but by the sounds of you have essentially by answering this question and by making your dwarvish book of grudge Mm. You, you, you require someone to do an audiobook. Um, possibly. Who would um, you like to do the audiobook of your, um, of of the the grudge book? Let, let me get the right word of your. Oh, your what the fucking word am I looking for? <laughs> I don't know, buddy. What are you trying to do? Like the eulogies that you've written but ain't using. Your prototype eulogies. The, the backup eulogies, yeah. Yes, What? who um, would you like to read the audiobook of your proto-eulogy? <laughs> proto-eulogy. Um, well, I mean, that's going in the the list of episode titles. Um, I have to spell fucking eulogy again, don't I? Um, you don't have to spell it right. You yeah, just I'm, have to spell it so to you know what later. it means. Um, so, a uh, genuine answer to this question... Um, because I'm trying to think about who do I like that's younger than me or likely to outlive me. I got Roman to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because it'll all be first person as well. So, or will it be? 
No, it'll be third person, won't it? I regret doing this thing to Liam. Uh, I wish I hadn't have done that. So it'll be Roman just four hours of acting as if... Roman just making it sound like he was the worst person in your life. Yeah, 100%. I can see him really pulling that off. Oh, totally. I can see him chipper and optimistic through the entire thing. He'll be famous by then as well. So it'll be the... um, It'll be the uh, Gen Z equivalent of Ken Dodd. Presumably slightly more likeable. That's that's where I think he's going to be. In like probably 20 minutes from now. 20 minutes? Big year. I'll set, I'll set an alarm. Yeah, I would. Um, <laughs> Just give him a ring. Hi, Ken Dodd? What no, do you mean you don't know what I'm Roman. talking about? Shut up, Roman, you're Ken Dodd. We decided it in your absence. Yeah, someone should really tell him he's Ken Dodd. Um, Take me to the Diddy Man. Uh, gross, real gross. Yeah, a little bit. That's a lot. That's a lot of. That's a lot of eulogy. Are you happy yeah, to spoil um, Dragon? I mean, I I don't know who I would want to read, but I I know, I I think great. Mm, if they knew enough about me and gave a shit, <laughs> and weren't dead. Sure. Graham Chapman or Spike Milligan, I think, would be pretty good. Or maybe Terry Pratchett. But to re... Brian Blessed would give a good eulogy. (laughs) Um, We went to see uh, an evening with Brian Blessed, didn't we? Yes, it was in the daytime. Very confusing. Was it? No. They turned the lights off, so it looked like it was dark. It turned the big light outside off. Yeah. That was... I, I think that... If yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Brian Blessed to read my eulogy because I wouldn't get a mention. It would just be stories about Brian Blessed, and there could be nothing better. I uh, yeah, that'd be excellent, wouldn't it? Like, oh, that was a wicked funeral. He booked he booked Brian Blessed to give us to do his like solid five minute stand up routine. Whose funeral was it? I haven't got a bloody clue, but they booked Blessed, so. the priest didn't get a look in. Nope. Just Brian all the way through. Brian all the way. Right. <laughs> Do you like coffee? <laughs> then why not try the moon? Create the best breakfast. Go. Right, it should be in a wrap. Fine. Because a, what, a, good, a good meal comes in a wrap. Is that the best breakfast? See, now, I'm See, not, now, I I'm not disagreeing. I, I like wraps. They're fine. I've made what I believed to be the best. Well, I had it for breakfast, but it was a damn good meal. It was a good hangover winter meal. Yeah. Consisted predominantly of sausages, spring vegetable soup, and Yorkshire puddings. Oh, yeah. Interesting. It was well nice. But I would say the best breakfast would be a, a breakfast burrito. Okay. So I'm thinking scrambled eggs. Mm-hmm. Thinking bacon. Yep. Thinking beans to keep it wet. <laughs> sure. I was going to say moist, but I opted for wet. You said you want wet. You want a wet wrap. You know, and then a bit of sausage. Mm-hmm. And then I guess you could always put a little bit of rice or some something else in there to sort of bulk it out so it's a good weighty meal, hefty the thing meal as well. I'm going to broadly agree with you. 
because I the the most English thing about me is my love for um, disgusting food, uh, specifically the English breakfast. Uh, best English breakfast I had was in Edinburgh. Don't read into that. Um, I, I, I as, as long as we're talking about something English breakfast related, I, I'm I'm on board. I don't like beans. That's just the kind of person I am. Um, okay. One of the things I really like about English breakfast, the full fry ups, is like the the variety of kind of textures and mouthfeel and stuff. Uh, I think more than any meal, you have like a nice um, juxtaposition. Uh, There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Taste There's a lot and to texture wise, ta- and you can take what you want from where as and when exactly there's a if you if you rather than rice which is not going to happen um certainly not under my roof um you, you could go for a hash brown to give it a bit of a bit of potato ah, you could you good, could just get, get some um, starchiness there are a few months over covid because i guess brexit and various things that like random foods are just not available uh, like I can't get my right coffee at the moment, which is why I'm constantly being a dick to everyone. Um, you, we couldn't at least get hash now there's browns. There's a reason. No, there's no there's a reason. You couldn't get hash browns. Couldn't get hash browns for a good few months there, so I got really oh. good at getting a potato, grating it, pressing the moisture out of it, light yep. dusting of um, a tiny bit of paprika, salt, pepper, a little bit of corn flour, fry it real good. Uh, sticking on half an onion in there if you can, and basically as good as a hash brown. It takes fucking years, but it's pretty good. I was genuinely about to say, you need to be careful about them dickheads who try and make their own hash browns and fuck it up. Oh, what no, you've I... just described yeah. is a pretty decent way to make a hash brown. I'm quite, I'm genuinely kind of proud of you. Because what the... I think the key difference is that it's... Um, that so that I think that's basically potato hash, but a hash brown is like a formed shape. I think there's maybe egg in there, like a little bit of batter or something to kind of like seal As it together. As a binding agent, some sort of binding agent. So what what I basically created is potato hash, and I think in a in a burrito in a breakfast wrap situation, potato hash is going to do um, a bit of kind of uh, binding as well. So you could essentially have. Um, yeah, the, the scrambled egg, your uh, your meats, and then just a bit of potato hash in there as well to kind of uh, give it a bit of uh, volume, I suppose, is what I'm looking for. Uh, big fan of uh, hashing my own potatoes. How did you hash your potatoes? I just told did you. Did you just do it with a grater? Just a big grater. Um, and then pressing the liquid out of it is quite important as well. Because otherwise the... you just end up with soggy, weird mash. Basically, it takes ages to cook, and when you do cook it, you have a lot of liquid, and it does kind of turn into hash. What you want is like a little bit too much oil, and then it crisps up nicely. I I'm a big fan of the English breakfast. I think we've established that. I think if you can get comically oversized sausages, I think that adds a lot. Um, I mean, it's just funny. They look like it, mostly it's funny. Oh shit! That's what I was going to say. Um, if you don't want to, if you don't want to go through going, the... Oh shit! I've just noticed sausages do look like dicks. Wait a minute! <laughs> so much hu- so much untapped humour. No one's ever noticed this before. And if you cut it lengthways and open it up, fanny. <laughs> you leave it joined know. at either end. I don't know about that. You don't one. top and tail it. You leave it joined at tip and butt. And then you just <laughs> cut it down the middle and open it up. Fanny. 
I'm so sorry, everybody. Um, what I was going to say before I made it weird, can we call this episode just funny? Um, so, Tip to butt, fanny. Tip to butt, don't top and tail it, open it, fanny. Um, you can shove your face in that. <laughs> oh, what was I going to say before it's I made it weird? Toast. Thank toast. you, toast. If you want sure. a bit of roughage in there, you could like crouton yourself some toast, shove that in there, or fried bread, cut it up nicely in there, nice bit of texture. I, I don't like think a poached that's what egg. roughage is. I think it's exactly what roughage is. I thought that roughage was like veg. Like like leafy leafy greens. I think that's foliage. I could be wrong. I mean you're not you're not wrong. In the fact that leafy green things are foliage. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I thought roughage was to do with texture. Could be wrong. Don't know. Not a chef. I'm a philistine. Uh, I like a poached egg and I don't like beans. Those are my two breakfast facts. And if you cut a sausage lengthways, uh, it goes wrong. Um, yeah, no, I like a poached egg. Are you a scrambled egg kind of person? I mean, I my favourite is a poached egg. Is that just because getting it in the wrap is easier if it's scrambled? Getting it in a getting it sure. in a burrito wrappy thing, it's much easier with scrambled because it's it's not it's not going anywhere. Poached is the ultimate. You egg can though, spread and if you do a good scrambled egg, it's almost spreadable. See, I I don't like scrambled. This is kind of like my thing with steak. I don't really eat a lot of steak or scrambled egg because I don't like them when they're done proper. Like. Like, I don't like scrambled egg when they're kind of mucousy because I'm a philistine, I guess, so I just don't have scrambled egg. I'd much rather poach it, to be honest. Uh, or fry it. Easy. Yeah. Get a poached yeah. egg. It's much less like a lump of snot. Oh, much less. Um, I got pretty good at egg poaching eggs. It's lump of snot. I've tried out all the different slot? ideas. of Snot. Slot. So you talking about your sausage fannies. Slot. Um... Yeah, like I've tried out all the different methods for poaching an egg. I've tried with a little bit of a balsamic vinegar in there. I've tried salting the water, tried not salting the water. Uh, yeah, I got it down. Mostly you just need a whirlpool. And here's the fucking thing. Right, here you go. You got a sieve. You're a grown-ass man. You own a sieve, right? Sure. Okay, Christmas sorted. Get a sieve. Before you poach an egg... So you get the water, the water of, um, simmering and you get the whirlpool going. Yeah. Get the egg and sieve it. P just plate, crack the egg into the sieve. You're not going to smush it through. You're just going to let it sit there. And you're going to let the um, the little bits of liquidy egg run through the sieve. So what you have is the yolk less and then egg. the white. You, you, sure, you have less egg. But what happens there is when you put that in the, uh, in the pan to start poaching, you don't get the wispy bullshit. You just get solid poach. Without the okay. tails and tendrils. I what what I was gonna say to get all basically the same thing is if you crack the egg, the egg should be room temperature first uh -huh. off. Don't keep Always. it in the fridge. No, come on. Or if you do, take it out for twelve hours or however long it takes <clears> for an egg to get from fridge to room temperature. Crack it into a ramekin. Yeah. And then you can get it right basically under the water before it hit, goes into the water. And then it stops all of the swirly messiness as well. That does it. I like the sieve method because I don't own a ramekin. I find it very difficult to clean sieves. 
Yeah. If Especially you want to piss me off, one of one of the quickest ways <laughs> is to give me a dirty sieve and ask me to clean it. Because there's no way of doing it. Cheese um, graters are easy. People say, oh, cheese graters, difficult to clean a cheese grater. It isn't. Not really. Sieves can fuck off. Because what you do, um, you clean one side and it just yeah. pushes all the dirt to the other bit. You turn can that I... side over to clean it and you push it through again. Just can bin it... the sieve. This is the cooking show now. Um, this is cooking for geeks, artists, and terrible people. Metal sieve. Robust, firm metal sieve. So that when you, when you clean no, no it easy. one side, it, it's so much easier to clean. Because it's not like that, um, that kind of membrane that's flapping back and forth. It's impossible to get any purchase to actually scrub it. Metal ones, it stays in shape so you can scrub it and the stuff goes away. It's great. You don't yeah, even really have to me. clean it both sides. I mean, you can if you're a time waster, but I just find. Well, metal what about sensor. all the shit hanging off on the other side? It, if you, because it's so robust, you can just like press your scrubby against it, and it falls off the other side. Mm. I like a metal sieve. Sounds what can like I say? nonsense to me. It is nonsense. <laughs> no, <laughs> I no can't but- deny. Can't deny. I am it chatting is, it is shit. Nonsense. The conversation hat. Money can't buy happiness. What can? Uh, Dogecoin. Yeah. It's easier. Did you see that there was a Squid Game cryptocurrency? Oh, fuck me. Of course there is. What does this one do? Is it nothing? I, I, it gets real expensive and then stops being expensive. Ah. Is that so different to government-controlled currencies? Really? I don't see the difference. Well, I saw a news article uh, within the last couple of days saying, OMG, I think it was the Daily Mail, OMG, (laughs) hashtag crypto y'all, that Squid Game show has got a cryptocurrency, and within three days it's... Uh, gone up by four and a half thousand percent. So if you saw tenors worth, you would have yeah. forty five grand. I think I saw something about that to the effect of. Uh, but, oh, go but, on, but, you but, have but, more. But, but, sorry, I've, carry I've, on. I'm carry, still carry, not. I still have words. I'm so sorry. I'm sure you have more. Later that same day, uh huh. I see an article that was three hours old. Mm. So, you know, there wasn't a huge amount of time between me reading, oh, it's gone up by four and a half thousand percent, to it dropping to literally zero. Yes, that is how things happen. <laughs> so you could you could have bought your ten quid's worth, got forty five thousand pounds. And then if you were in a meeting <laughs> before you sold it, you will have less than you started with. Yeah. I mean, that, Which isn't quite as, oh, I only lost a tenner. No, at, some, at one point that tenner was worth <laughs> most cars. <laughs> the, um, th- that's just the stock market, though, isn't it? That's exactly how stocks and shares work. Yeah, um, it is, but cryptocurrency seems to have a much more aggressive and rapid turnaround in that sort of thing. Oh, but it's 
I don't know if it does. I think it's just we hear about it more because the particular dude bros that are into crypto are like on social media being twats about it. Whereas the the people, the dude bros that work in the stock market are, you know, there in person. They're just not tweeting about it in between making sales. True, and I guess they're, they're may, this is like the cryptocurrency beginnings, whereas the stock market yes. beginnings were however many years... Like, uh, Do I want to say 40s, I, where all the crashes were and all the people waving Well, I think it's exactly paper. the same. <laughs> it's exactly the same thing. Like, It's just the location is different and it's got a slightly cooler name. It's just you're yeah, taking yeah. you're taking money, you're putting it one place and then putting it somewhere else, and the value changes. It's you're exactly saying the that same. It, you're saying that it is now worth more than it's not, and then you're selling it to do some other stuff. Yes, and none it of is exactly the same. None of it's backed by a gold standard, so it's all made up. And who decided gold was so good anyway? The goblins. Um, mm -hmm. I think I saw something see about you goblins. I think I saw a really funny article about. Mm -hmm. Let me rephrase that. I was on Twitter and I saw a headline that I didn't bother clicking on to the effect of... Um, That's Twitter. Oh, isn't it funny how um, uh, people who people bought into an NFT based on Squid Game, they've clearly misunderstood the whole point of late-stage capitalism. It's supposed to be a critique of the very thing. Isn't it funny that there's a um, crypto based off of... This thing that's anti-capitalism, yada, yada yada, words and stuff, and then whoever it was that had tweeted this article has said, everything is capitalism. Everything is because of capitalism. Like you can't go over there because that's to do with capitalism. If you're against capitalism, why are you wearing shoes? Uh -huh. I forgot what point I was going to make. That's good, isn't it? You know what? That's probably fine. Terrible when Everything happens. Capital stupid. Uh, gold was invented by goblins. Um, I I actually do need new shoes. I so need anyone, new shoes. If anyone wants to send us uh, Patreon money, that would be wonderful. Uh, ben, because I do have, you know why? Capitalism. Because of capitalism. Can't wear ben. shoes without capitalism. It's a shame. <laughs> can't, can't wear Ugg boots without invoking capitalism. Shame. I have three episode titles here, Ben. We need to democratically elect one. Uh, give me a dirty sieve. Dwarven that grudge book. Me. Dwarven grudge book. And proto eulogy. What happened to Fanny? I actually want people to hear the episode. Fanny. <laughs> Stop yelling Fanny at me. <laughs> I don't think the internet will let us. Alright, um, I think it's going to be proto You ever heard of a famous person called Fanny? Because their SEO yes. doesn't work. Oh shit, who? Fanny Adams. Is that pre-Google? Pre uh, most things are pre-Google. That's exactly. how time works. What, did you Google that? No, I just know how time works. <laughs> which of those three titles isn't do you want? that old. I think which? I'm technically older than Google, which means you are as well. Make me. No. Which of those? <laughs> it's already a thing. Gotcha. <laughs> That's already Which something that is. I don't care. Pick a title. Proto eulogy. Because fine, it's I agree. Funny, and I said it, and I want to feel special today. Fanny, um, <laughs> Ben, Ben, me. Yes. Where are you online? I am 
all the places. Predominantly, you know what happens when you play a game at this point, don't you? Yeah, I'm not playing a game. I hadn't finished my breath, and I was cutting you off, and you fucking interrupted, you assmonger. Eat my friendship. <laughs> oh, it's bitter. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> What's your fucking social bet? Now, Spike Pearson on Instagram, P-I-E-R-S-O-N. When I can be asked, I put pictures up. I didn't put any pictures up around Halloween. I think oh, because no. everyone else was. And I was, as we discussed before we started recording, much drunker than I planned on being. Yeah. Yeah, there was. But hey, I um, can move about now, and that's fine. Pen's regained control of his limbs, which is wonderful. Uh, I am at LT Guitarist. You, You're saying things, but I can't hear you. Just do your it's outro. Fine. I'm do doing your my outro. outro. I'm doing my outro. Uh, I am at LT Guitarist on all the socials. I spend most of my time on Twitter. You can find the Conversation Hat at Convo Hat Podcast in all the places. We do live streams on Twitch and YouTube. Ben is telling me that I smell weird. There are live streams on Twitch and YouTube. It would be wonderful if you came to hang out during those uh, it's a bit like the show but you get to see what happens when we don't have a script when we don't have a script when we don't have an editor see it's all falling apart uh thanks to our patreon supporters for help develop the show over the years it's because of them that we get pretty much all of the guests that we have and we get to travel and we do fun stuff patrons get early access to episodes and one exclusive single question mini episode every month we're going to go record one of those now uh I'm going to say thank you and bye. I think Ben's connection's gone, so if I point at him and tell him to say bye, Ben needs to say bye. Ben, say goodbye. Ben, say goodbye. Oh, I'm supposed to say goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't listening. I wasn't looking at Liam's face. I was writing gently insulting comments in up. the chat. Pick bye. it up. Bye. Bye, people. <laughs> Kisses. Goodbye. Love you.